0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome, welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, Freddie Wills back here for another podcast this week. Going over week three, we're going to recap week three, get to some misleading finals and you know obviously what that means for week four betting. Value, and we're also going to, you know, go over some other games and key takeaways. Uh, before we do that, you guys can now find me on Instagram at NCAAFPicks. I have that linked on my website, freddywills.com. You can find me on Twitter, of course, at Freddie Wills, also linked in the show notes. So, to recap, last week 9 and 3 against the spread. Uh, between college and pro should have been 10 and two which you know i'll get to uh, in a minute when when i talk about my best pick my worst pick and bad beat of the week our premium pick newsletter which you guys make sure you subscribe it's hitting over 60 percent now in our third year of doing that newsletter it's it's one email once per week and over 60% winners, 2-1 this year. We won again last week with Pitt, plus 17.5, never in question. Uh, unless <laughs> I mean, I, I love that uh, Pitt, with like five minutes to go, goes for a field goal, uh, fourth and goal at the three, um, down seven. It makes no sense, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we still covered the spread, and it was a nice uh, winner for those subscribers. Um, really getting a ton of subscribers really exciting to see uh so make sure you guys subscribe to that. subscribe to freddy's premium sports picks newsletter free at freddywills dot com i've also dropped my season pass for college and pro football by a hundred dollars, so you can check that out over on the website and I have another package up this week uh because it was so popular our uh, special package of the week last week, which which I throw in the notes on the, the newsletter. Usually, uh, I came out this package a lot earlier this week. Again, it was, so we had a lot of buyers, uh, and everybody benefited from it. Uh, $99 for collagen pro Uh, last week, we went nine and three, as we said, uh, it's guaranteed profit or two weeks are free. Uh, so, you know, uh, last week was my arguably I'd have to really go back and look, but arguably my most profitable week in my 10 year career, now 11 years, uh, I've gone 102 and 55 against the spread over 11 years in college and pro football during week two of, of NFL and week three of college. So 65% against the spread, uh, obviously not going to hit that every week, uh, but uh, this week uh, in my history, you know, still very good record, 88 and 68 against the spread over 10 years. Looking to improve on that with a big week this week, really looking forward to it. Uh, that's 56.4% against the spread. And I'm sure I have some moneyline dogs in there, so uh, the, the against the spread probably a little bit higher than that. So one other thing I wanted to touch on, and I posted a video about this on my Instagram, because I do have a lot of clients that pick up just the play of the day. Uh, it's my signature play. Over the long haul, it's probably been my most profitable play. However, we've really been getting unlucky. Uh, and I feel bad for those clients, and and some of them have complained because we are 0-3. Uh, look, I'm always fully transparent on this podcast and on my website. All my picks released one minute after the game starts on the website, which you can see. And and uh, I know they get posted to Twitter probably a couple minutes after. It does take time to to hit Twitter, but um, make sure you're following me at Freddie Wills for that. Uh, but again, I feel bad for those guys and, and people have complained, you know, obviously they've, they've, they've missed out on the, the big winners. Um, but my play of the day is uh, a little bit more expensive per play, uh, but you get those in that package I was talking about earlier. And um, uh, you do get guaranteed or your money back with the individual pick, but uh, I still think it's worthwhile uh, to pick up the package because listen, if, if, if I have the best year of my life, I'm not going to hit over 60% or I will hit just a little over 60%, uh, which means you're going to lose 40% of the picks I give out and probably more. So first of all, anyone that tells you that they hit 70% against the spread is lying to you. Uh, You can't pick and choose which picks you are going to pick. You're just going to miss out on profit, in my opinion. Um, Just, I mean, the proof is in my records. You can Go on over to my documented records section of the website and export it and I mean there's no other handicapper handicapper out there that uh, allows you to look at their entire history with the click of a button um if if there are show me because uh their records are usually hidden uh, and these are all time stamped too and their records are usually just uh hey I went eighty four and twenty four against the spread this year it or or in 2009. I mean, there's no data there. Um, with me, it's a full, full transparency always. So again, over my 10 year history, my signature play of the days have probably done the best. Uh, those are my highest confidence rating plays in a given week. And there's still things I can't control. And I do have clients who pick that pit and play play that play alone. Um, the problem is they're missing out on all these other winners and uh, when I go 0-3 to start the year, arguably, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I still think I should have went 3-0. and uh, All three plays were on the dogs. All three of the teams that I backed outgained their opponent and lost. Um, we had week one, Coastal Carolina, plus six. They were minus three in turnover, plus 87 yards. Um, I, I mean, they should have covered that game. Week two, Texas State, plus seven and a half covered the spread for 80% of the game, had a 151-yard edge over Wyoming, uh, 5.8 yards to 4.3 yards per play, uh, but they were minus two in turnovers, one going for a 72-yard interception return, and they had two missed field goals. Which really cost us the cover. Any of those things go the other way. We cover the game. Uh, that was a very bad beat. And then this past week, uh, Iowa State money line, uh, they lose by one. Uh, they were plus 115 yards. They had two turnovers. 7.7 yards per play to Iowa's 4.3. Iowa State should have won that game. I mean, I they they made mistakes and and uh, listen, nine times out of ten, I mean, or in that matchup, in that rivalry game, Iowa's been the one that hasn't made the mistakes. I mean, I saw three dropped interceptions. I'll get to this in my um bad beat of the week. So I'm not gonna you know talk about it too much. Uh, before I do that and get into all the misleading finals. Uh, just wanted to remind you guys about bet online uh, or my bookies, another one uh, still not too late to get in to another book and, and just really have other options and, and uh, you can get your best lines. I use four Sport sports book and, and this is one of them. Hey guys, Freddie Wills here Check out Freddy Wills.com backslash my bookie. This is one of the sports books I use. I, I like to use a few offshore sports books that are reliable. This is one of the ones I checked out last year that it's gaining a better reputation. It's one of the newer ones out there. I, I like checking sportsbook like this out because they often offer uh, you know great promotions or innovative contests. The one I liked about this one, which was why I joined last year, was they have a their version of the super contest. Uh, First place wins $100,000, and all you have to do to enter is uh, deposit $100. So it's a great promotion, in my opinion. You can also sign up through freddywills.com backslash mybookie or just go right to the website and enter claim code FREDDY. That's F-R-E-D-D-Y. All right, so let's get right into it. Best pick last week had to be Air Force plus three and a half, even though uh, the game went to overtime. (laughs) Air Force was moving the ball with ease on Colorado. Uh, They kept shooting themselves in the foot with three turnovers in Colorado territory that would have led to points. In fact, there were a total of five fumbles in this game. 3 by Colorado, 2 by Air Force and Air Force didn't recover a single one of them. So, uh mostly because of the shape of the football, fumbles are uh, whoever recovers them or is typically lucky. Uh it's luck. Um so uh you know, they still led 23 to 10 in the fourth quarter before allowing Colorado to push the game to OT, where they fortunately came up with a victory. Uh, this is the best Air Force team I've seen in a while, and they were pretty balanced here. Uh, they actually threw the ball, 155 yards passing, as they outgained Colorado, 444 to 325 on the road. You know, I felt like they dominated the line of scrimmage, too, on both sides of the ball, which is not supposed to happen with, for Service Academy going against a Power 5 opponent. But Air Force, I believe, is, you know, they're allowing bigger guys to be in the Air Force, which is help this football team air force a lot of returning starters uh really air force is is going to be a team that i look to buy i I know they're at boise state this week uh and and the lines already been bet down from nine and a half dog to a plus eight dog i still like them at plus eight it's going to dive deeper into that game later in the week uh worst pick uh was our free pick unfortunately i mean the free pick has had a great run 62 and 43 against the spread over our last. 105 free college football picks, but, uh, Texas state plus 17 and a half second week. I backed them, uh, you know, after they should have covered on my POD last week, I, I, I gave them out as, uh, you know, our free pick. Uh, I, I really thought they were going to cover against SMU, but they, they didn't, they had some couple chances of late, but, uh, uh, they didn't ever end up covering, um, you know, I went five and two in college football this week, uh, definitely was selective. And, uh, so it was hard to pick a worse pick. Iowa State money line, bad beat of the week. You know, I was hoping for a three earlier in the week. I talked about it on the podcast uh, last week, and, uh, you know, it was two and a half. Uh, and if I grabbed that two and a half, it would have cashed as Iowa State only lost by one. Uh, you know, it moved to one and a half, and then uh, I decided to take it money line, and Iowa State loses by one. So um, really sh- thought they should have won this game. They outgained Iowa eight eighteen to 313, over three yards Per play more they just had far too many mistakes whether it was several dropped interceptions you know I literally saw the ball go off three defenders hands which would have changed this game completely Um, they had a a safety Iowa threw the ball in the end zone a safety came over to grab it and his own guy kind of rubbed him and then the ball deflects and then another safety comes over could have grabbed the ball went off his hands I I mean that would have ended the game right there um and then the fumble in Iowa territory earlier in the game, the fumble at the end of the game on special teams with Iowa State's own guy running into the returner. Uh the two weather delays all probably had an impact on this game and, and still at the end of the day, Iowa State would have had a chance to win and uh if their own guy doesn't run in into each other on that punt return, I, I think that uh Brock Purdy drives them down to get into field goal range and I think they hit the field goal and win the game. But Uh, You know, with a minute and 30 left on the clock in college football with a a good quarterback, that's plenty of time. And unfortunately, uh, it didn't happen. So uh, we're now 0-300 play of the days. Uh, Been here before and uh, not really worried. Uh, We'll get after it this week. The bet I regret, and I posted a video on Instagram uh, Friday morning about this game, Kansas versus Boston College. Uh, as we know, Kansas won by 24 on the road as a 20-point road dog. Uh, <laughs> it never got to 21 and a half, which, is, which was my buying point. If I ever got to 21 and a half, I was going to buy Kansas. Uh, but, again, I was trying to be conservative and not, uh, you know, be really selective in the plays. I ended up playing Houston Friday night, which was the winner. Um, but um, I one of the reasons I passed on this was uh, – You know, uh, (laughs) Coastal Carolina beat Kansas, which was my play of the day in week one, uh, not when they played Kansas, uh, but they played another opponent, and the fact that they lost that game, I, and then, and then they went in and beat Kansas, uh, but I've been saying in, in all my previous podcasts that Les Miles is a good coach, and, uh, that they're gonna be a play on team as an underdog, and, uh, I guess it took a couple games with Puka Williams back, I mean, they ran all over Boston College in that game, so, uh, I don't know what you take from it because the ACC has looked awful so far. I mean, NC State lost big to West Virginia as a a touchdown favorite. Uh, Florida State obviously hasn't looked good in both of their out-of-conference games. Syracuse got trucked by Maryland last week, who just got beat by Temple. Uh, Virginia Tech barely got by Furman as a 24-point favorite and his 0 three against the spread Georgia Tech lost the Citadel as a 27 point favorite at home this past week and and Clemson really hasn't looked great uh, this conference is definitely going to be one to fade come bowl season that's my takeaway so far and we do do a really in-depth uh, conference look how the conference is done against each other straight up and against the spread and in certain roles, home favorite, home dog, that type of thing at the end of the season before bowl season. Uh, we do a podcast on that. So stay tuned. All right, let's jump right into the misleading finals and uh, kind of their impact moving forward. And if I'm going to have any leans here, actually let me grab a paper. So I can write down these lanes as well. Uh, Kansas state upset Mississippi state 31 to 24 as a touchdown dog on the road. Um, so they ended up covering the spread by two touchdowns, but this team did not play well. Uh, they had four fumbles in the game. They lost three of them, but they were lucky because Mississippi state also had three turnovers, just two terrible offenses in this game. Uh, they were out gained on the day by 83 yards and they were only three for 10 on third down. Um, So the fact that they scored 31 points is like a miracle. (laughs) I mean, it looks great in the box score, 31 points, but this offense put up just 269 yards. They benefited from a 100-yard kickoff return in the fourth that tied the game. Uh, Mississippi State, moving moving forward, you know, I'm not looking to buy on any of these teams. Mississippi State will host Kentucky, who's often an emotional loss to Florida as a six-point favorite, Um, lined open seven and a half, and is down to six um but I, I can't back kentucky after the way they lost that game to florida uh so i mean i would love to back kentucky but that that's their rivalry game that's that's an emotional loss a game that you should have had your field goal kicker misses it to take the lead uh i mean that that was just an emotional game I, now they got to go on the road and play mississippi state uh who plays good defense um i just i just uh I'm going to pass on that. You don't have to bet every game on the card. So just a pass for me. Uh, and then we have Alabama, another misleading final, in my opinion. Uh, they beat South Carolina 47-23. to 23 and They just missed covering the spread Alabama did. Uh, but this is misleading because Alabama was actually outgained on the ground, 135-76. to 76, Major red flag for me. When do you ever see Alabama get outgained on the ground uh, from a total yardage and yard per carry perspective? You just don't see it. Um, they also allowed uh, their defense allowed a true freshman to throw for 324 yards on them. Um, so South Carolina pretty really impressive on offense in this game in my opinion. Uh, this game was much closer than the final as indicated South Carolina two for four and fourth down and minus two turnover margin. Uh, Alabama plays another cupcake in Southern Miss this week, while South Carolina goes to play Missouri. I I, I never like backing a team the week after Alabama uh, because it's such a physical game. Um, So uh, pass for me. Maybe maybe Southern Miss is a look uh, because I know uh, Nick Saban hasn't done as great in that role against those uh, group of five teams. 39.5-point favorite. Uh, but definitely wait to bet that because it's probably going to go up. Minnesota also on the misleading final. Um, They did win the game against Georgia Southern 35 to 32, but uh, listen, they nearly doubled the yardage in this game. They had 22 to 12 first down edge. Georgia Southern benefited from a block field goal that was returned 77 yards, which was, you know, a 10 point swing. And then they had a 44 yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. Another, you know, seven to ten point swing so so the game went from really being like 34 to 20 and a likely 41 to 20 final to being 32 to 28 and then um minnesota scores late to win uh 35 32 uh this was a tough spot for minnesota coming back from fresno i definitely think that they're going to be a team that we look to buy on later in the season i think they're on a buy this week so uh get, we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that one as well Michigan State upset at home as a 15 and a half point favorite to Arizona State, a team playing, you know, a lot of young players. And this was misleading because Michigan State had a 23 to 14 first down edge, 404 to 216 yard edge. Uh, They just had far too many penalties, which was unusual to see from a Michigan State team, 10 penalties for 91 yards and their special teams did not play well enough to win this game. Another unusual thing, missed field goal at the end to tie it. Uh, He actually made the field goal. And then I, I had the game on mute because I had it on one of my four TVs. But uh, uh, for whatever reason, they had to re-kick it, and and the kid missed it. Um, You know, I never liked Michigan State in the favorite role, and and they are a a nine-and-a-half point favorite on the road against Northwestern. Um, Northwestern hasn't looked great, but um, I'm going to lean towards Northwestern at plus nine-and-a-half. Uh, Arizona State, on the other hand, goes back home. Seven and a half point favorite against Colorado. Normally, I would fade a team like Arizona State after that type of a game uh, because teams who have put, uh, been outgained but won are just 8-15 against the spread f- the following weeks thus far this season. Unfortunately, they play Colorado, who <laughs> has been a team that's been outgained in all three of their games but have gone 2-1. Easily could be 0-3. So uh pass for me. North Texas outgained Cal on the road, 329-278, to 278, lost the game 23-17. Uh, to 17. I, I don't know how much stock I should put in this. Maybe Cal was hungover from beating Washington on the road the week before, but North Texas also minus two in turnover margin on this game. Otherwise, they might have pulled the upset. Cal's offense not looked good so far this year. Um, They are in the dog role this week uh, against an SEC team in Ole Miss where they're going up against a couple of coordinators who uh, were in the Pac-12 as head coaches. Uh, I'll have to dig a little deeper, but I I think there are some interesting storylines here that might allow us to find some betting value. It's also an early game for Cal, 9 a.m. start for their body clock, which I think, That's why we see line movement here. Uh, They open as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And um, Ole Miss obviously got some money because it's it's a four-point line move all the way to two-and-a-half. If it gets above three, I'll be a buyer on Cal. Uh, North Texas, a 20-point favorite against UTSA. Nothing more for me uh, with that. But uh, if Cal gets to a plus three, their defense is outstanding. Uh, I might be a buyer on Cal at plus three. Wyoming outgained again uh and they win uh the game, but just by five points against an Idaho team um that has been awful in years past. I mean they, they led fourteen to thirteen in the fourth, uh, and then Wyoming broke an eighty yard touchdown run to go up twenty-one to thirteen. Wyoming's offense is not very good. I, I need to go back and look at their weaknesses on defense to see if Tulsa, who they faced this week, matches up well, um as they're a three and a half point. Favorite, you know, I'd rather fade this Wyoming team when they are a a favorite than uh, when they're a dog. So uh, a pass for now, Uh, but I don't be surprised if I look to fade Wyoming this week. So that concludes this week's misleading finals. There was one, two, three, four, five, only six of them. Uh, But some other key takeaways. I mentioned Kansas, a team I said to watch went into Boston College and won as a 20- Point underdog one by 24 um uh, so there's still a team that we're looking to back north carolina dominated by wake forest but i think it had something to do with north carolina missing their center and starting cornerback playing three games in 13 days against quality opponents uh you know wake Forest got up 21 to nothing in this game and then they let north carolina back in as the tar hills almost came back to steal the game uh wake covered the spread uh but i think that's a bad sign for them moving forward. Wake hosts Elon this week uh, with a road game at Boston College to follow, so they're going to head into that Boston College game four and O, maybe favorites. Uh, meanwhile, uh, so I, I mean, I'll look to back Boston College in that spot. Uh, meanwhile, North Carolina opened as a four and a half point favorite at home against App State. Uh, this is the first time North Carolina is in the favorite role. Uh, The line moving to three makes me thinking about taking the Tar Heels. Uh, The only thing that uh, is keeping it from being a lean at this point, and, you know, things could change during the week, uh, especially if it gets down to two and a half. Uh, It's a major look-ahead spot for for them with Clemson on deck at home. So uh, right now it's a pass. A couple other games I want to get to. Oklahoma State dominated Tulsa. uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. They did not dominate dominate Tulsa like they should have and maybe it's because they were looking ahead to the game at Texas this week uh but if you could stop the running game of Oklahoma State to me you should dominate uh so looking at that game uh Texas so far has been dominant stopping the run allowing just three yards per carry in three games uh the line which opened at seven in favor of Texas is now down to five if it keeps dropping I'll be a buyer on Texas uh uh still may play that anyways uh texas i mean it's not like they have oklahoma on deck or anything so they should be fully focused for that game after playing rice central florida i'm kind of tired of talking about these guys uh i actually leaned stanford did not play it. looked at it hated the game hated the spot for stanford uh stanford gets trucked in that game um Central Florida covered this spread by eight and a half points, but it, it was really worse than the final even indicated. I think Stanford had some garbage time touchdowns, but, uh, you know, look, Stanford's, uh, they had some injuries, terrible travel spot after playing USC and then Oregon on deck. You know, I'm not going to overreact. Uh, I get UCF is still playing with that chip on their shoulder, but now they go on the road to face Pitt as a 12 point favorite. The game's on grass. So that kind of slows down Central Florida a little bit. And central Florida, um, I mean, Pitt's defense has played very well, um, so far this season. If that spread climbs to 14, I'll definitely be a buyer on Pitt. Uh, however, I do remember playing Pitt last year in this game. Uh, and, and I think central Florida just dominated them. Um, I still, I lean Pitt plus 14. This is a team that got to the ACC championship game last year. Um, they were right in that game against Penn state last week. Uh, They were right in the game against Virginia week one despite the final score. Uh, This defense is playing great. I think the offense is starting to come around. We really saw them moving the ball on Penn State late. Uh, Mark Whipple, the head coach, uh, and I really liked what I saw from their quarterback, Pickett. I I really liked his pocket presence in that game because Penn State was was getting to him, but he was stepping up in the pocket, delivering passes. Uh, They got a couple of good receivers, uh, French being being a guy a little under the radar. He he looks like uh he he could be really good there in that offense. So, um don't sleep on Pitt uh, pulling that upset. BYU back-to-back games, they win in overtime. Uh, I had to look this up teams in that role back to back overtime games are eight and two against the spread dating back to 2010. Uh, so you'd actually think the opposite that teams would be tired or whatever, but uh seems like they're getting some betting value in that spot. I really like the way this team has played. BYU is one of my plays at plus four and a half against USC. Uh, you know, I think Zach Wilson is the real deal. The quarterback out of BYU, uh, but they did benefit from USC having three turnovers in that game. I think all three were in BYU territory. Uh, the yardage was pretty even, but uh, anytime you have three turnovers uh, and, and and you take a team to overtime, uh, I don't know if I want to back that team that was plus three in turnovers and went to overtime the week before. Uh, BYU, a six-point six dog this week versus Washington, which means – you're telling me that USC and Washington are only one and a half points apart. I, I completely disagree with that. Um, you know, I don't buy that at all. Uh, Washington also doesn't turn the ball over. They're far better coached than USC. Uh, so I'm actually going to lean Washington in that game. And you know, that's the last game I want to talk about on today's podcast. I'll save some more for later in the week. Uh, We'll get you guys some more content. Again, as a reminder, you know, follow me on Instagram, new on there, um, at picks, and at Freddie Wills on Twitter. And, uh, you know, obviously. Subscribe to Freddie's premium sports picks newsletter, free at FreddieWills.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter absolutely free at freddywills.com.